Du lyssnar på en podcast från Studentradio 98,9. Alla våra poddar och program hittar du på studentradion.com eller där poddar finns. Utrikespolitik. Det är inga pajaskonster. Det är inte hehe och hehe. to Radio UF here at Student Radio 98,9. Tonight we will be listening to me, Signe Andersson, uh, and I study the Peace and Development program uh, here at Uppsala University. And with me I have Sarah. Yeah, and I also study the Peace and Development program. And Melina, I study Humanitarian Action. Uh, on this episode we will be talking about the environment, uh, but not for the purpose of giving you anxiety which I feel is easy to get just like thinking about environmental problems. But no, we will just be going uh, to address some everyday questions um, that at least I think of or do not think of. Uh, we're going to touch upon the latest environmental news, what uh, greenwashing is, uh, and also questions about the clothing and food industry, and everyday struggles and lifestyle choices. <clears throat> But first, uh, I want to read a quote from the latest UN climate report. It goes, It's now or never if we want to limit the global warming to 1.5 degrees. Without immediate uh, and deep emissions reductions across all sectors, it will be impossible. But more about that right after this song. You just heard Let Me Breed by Sophie Myers. Uh, you're listening to Radio UF at Studentradio 98,9. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, this week the IPCC released a new uh, report on the climate change. And I feel like no one uh, has talked about it. Uh, the report states that it's now or never if we want to save the climate and the earth we're living on. Uh, the global greenhouse gas emission has to peak before 2025, at latest, if we want a chance of making things right and to survive. Uh, and that's crazy. And even more crazy, uh, that no one seems to care or react as uh, one should when it's life or death. <clears throat> Another thing I thought of was that one and a half week ago, on March 26th, it was Earth Hour. And no one seemed to remember it. Uh, I remember when I was little, uh, we always talked about Earth Hour in school. And then 
me and my family uh, would of course switch off the lights and just like sit in the darkness for an hour. But this year I realized uh, the day after like, oh, yesterday was Earth Hour. Oops. <laughs> and I looked at some videos of, uh, for example, like how the UN headquarters in New York went dark, but the rest of the city was just like continuing with life as usual. Uh, so we seem to have for forgot like uh, these like important questions and we just like push, push them aside, uh, which is very strange because they're so yeah, important for us. Uh, so now I want to remind you, uh, if you don't already know, that April 22nd is Earth Day, uh, a day that has been recognized for the past 50 years with the purpose of promoting awareness uh, for health of our environment. And this year's theme is invest in our planet. Um, and it's about like how all governments, businesses and individuals need to act uh, and invest in our planet. So uh, now I want to ask you, Sara and Melina, like, do you think the questions and events like about the environment is getting too much or too little attention? And like, have you thought about any of these uh, like question for the recent like time? Uh, yeah, I can answer that. And I have thought about the environment very much in recent times, mostly due to our course right now talking about the environment. But the environment is also a very important question that I believe people can't really take seriously because those who are like promoting it can be seen as very harsh sometimes. Mm. And much focus is laid on the individual rather than yeah. governments. But but like, did you turn off the lights on the Earth Hour? <laughs> I didn't know it was. Did you, no, did you know I didn't know. Earth Day is April 22nd? No. No, <laughs> that's what yeah, I mean, I it's crazy. Yeah. And you, Melina? Yeah, recently I've been thinking about it a lot because um, the French elections are approaching and being a French citizen, I have to vote. And um, I just realized that, you know, five years ago when I voted, mm -hmm. one of my main concerns was social justice. And this time my main concern is environmental justice. So I was really looking at the different programs of the different candidates and what was influential in my vote this time was who would do the most mm -hmm for the environment so yeah definitely yeah okay yeah but we'll be right back after the break Sunkist by Premier you're listening to Radio UF here at Student Radio 98.9 so yeah let us talk about clothes clothes are something that we wear and use every day in one way or another however it is well known that the clothing industry is dirty. They are producing 60 million tons of plastic each year and are accounting for 10% of our CO2 emissions. Looking at these two figures, we can see that clothes are bad for the environment, especially when toxic waste is dumped in waters when used. The clothing industry produces clothes every day, and most of them are just dumped in a landfill. But how are clothes exactly bad for the environment? We know that the industry is dirty, but how really? The overall production of clothes has increased heavily since the 2000s. And back then, brands gave out about two collections per year, and the clothes were used much more before being thrown away. Now, 
Brands release about 12 to 24 collections each year, and collections are now not nearly worn as much. The newly born concept of fast fashion has led to cheaper clothes that are harmful to the environment. And these clothes are impacting our environment when produced and thrown away. Materials such as polyester, which is the most common material used when producing clothes, is made out of plastic. And when these materials are washed, microplastics are released. And this causes 500,000 million tons of microplastics to find their way into our waters, which also could be described as 50 billion plastic bottles. The production of polyester accounts for 60% more CO2 emissions than cotton. And by polluting our oceans and contributing to the CO2 gases, the clothing industry is indeed dirty. And yet there are some sustainable companies, but they can be very expensive as sustainable clothes tend to be more expensive. So we also need to understand that everyone cannot afford sustainable fashion as the clothing industry has pushed the prices down to be more accessible for everyone. Still, who is responsible for this? Is it the industry, the government or the individual? The responsibility is on everyone. The individual can shop secondhand and the industry can become greener and improve the working conditions. And the government can push for proposals that will improve the overall situation and finance the shift from a dirty industry to a cleaner one. And just reusing, remodeling and styling your clothes in different ways will also lead to a lesser impact on the climate and the environment. This is the shift we are seeing now, as both civil society is starting to vo voicing its wants for a more sustainable fashion, companies are forced to follow. Yet, the desire for fast fashion is still here, and I don't know if we ever will get rid of it. So, we also need to change the view we have on clothes, the view we have on fashion. But what we can do as individuals contributing to the shift will be discussed next. Yeah, uh, you just heard Open the Door by Krakow Loves Dana at Studentradion 98,9. And you are listening to Radio UF and now we are going to have a discussion about clothes and how we as individuals can contribute to the shift to a greener and more sustainable clothing industry. So let's just start talking about the change <laughs> of attitudes towards second hand. Yeah. Yeah, I think like we should bear in mind that, you know, when we think about fashion, even though buying second hand or like trying to wear second hand clothes is a good, um, like better alternative than fast fashion, yeah. the like the keywords here should be reduce and then reuse because I've noticed that since I started boycotting fast fashion, sometimes I actually buy more clothes than before or like more easily because my consciousness is at peace. I'm like, oh, it's secondhand, <laughs> it's fine. So I really have to, you know, ask myself, do I need this or like, can I fix other clothes yeah like, so really like thinking about reducing consumption first before thinking about like sustainable ways of consuming yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. because like you're buying something secondhand doesn't mean you, you can buy like how much clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. And I feel like my mindset doesn't change then. It's like, oh, I still want yeah. more, but in a different way, yeah. if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. We still live in like this society where we consume mm-hmm. so much stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Even if it's secondhand, we're just like buying new stuff exactly, yeah. because we love yeah. stuff, I guess. <laughs> But yeah. it, I think it's interesting, like how the like the attitude towards like secondhand clothes yeah. has changed. Because like when I was in like high school, it was more like, ah, oh, do you buy secondhand? That's ugly <laughs> or something. Oh. And now it's more like, you don't buy secondhand. Oh, what? What yeah. a climate! Like I don't know, enemy or something. So it's more, like, I don't know. It's yeah. very interesting when yeah. looking at it. And I also think that there is a very big economic aspect in this because if you maybe have a hard time with the economy and trying to get the money to stretch, then of course you might turn to second hand and Mm-mm-mm. then they might have had a much positive attitude to second hand rather than this like, oh, do you buy second hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's less of a like stigma mm-hmm. yeah. than before. Yeah. But something I, I really enjoy doing with my friends as well is like, clothes swap you know like yeah. just like exchanging because then you feel like you have something new because i feel like what's at at stake when like, why we want to follow fashion and everything is that we want like newer stuff not necessarily more but just like a change so that's a way of like spicing up your yeah, wardrobe yeah. <laughs> yeah i have started to remodel my own clothes instead of buying new ones so if Ooh. i maybe have like this t-shirt that i don't like well then mm-hmm. i can use yeah. to try to style it and do it like to a new thing that <laughs> yeah. i can use instead of buying something Aha. yeah and, uh, and i i also think like buying second hand is so much easier because like when thinking about like i don't know clothing industry and like greenwashing it's so I don't know, it's such an like, uh, area I don't know anything about. Like, how do I know that these like jeans that, that I buy are like, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it's so hard, so it's just easier to buy secondhand, I guess. Yeah. I, if you don't want to like, I don't mm. know, have an impact on the yeah. <laughs> environment that is too much or too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. There is so much to discuss about this, but we will move on to our next topic that will be about food after the break. You just heard Something About You by CRI at Studentradio 98,9 and you are listening to Radio UF. And now Melina will talk about food. Yeah, because uh, just as clothing, food is uh, an essential aspect of our existence that is responsible for one quarter of the planet warming green planet warming greenhouse gases that humans generate each year. So that includes raising and harvesting all the plants, animal as well as animal products we eat, but also all the processing, packaging and shipping of the food to markets all over the world. So we can see here that what we eat does have a tremendous effect on the on the environment and it's generally difficult to like navigate food choices like yeah, between like what's healthy, affordable, eco-friendly, and so on. So we're going to try to, yeah, navigate that a bit. (laughs) Um, 
So first of all, like what are the industries that pollute the most or are like the less um, eco-friendly? Well, definitely meat and dairy, um, particularly like products from cows. They have an outsized impact with livestock accounting for around 15% of the world's greenhouse gases each year. So that's roughly the same amount as the emissions from all the cars, trucks, airplanes and ships combined in the world today. So that's quite crazy. Um, yeah, so, you know, obviously there's no like magical formula for um, how to consume responsibly and so on. And um, it's it's easy to fall into judgments when it comes to those habits. And that's definitely not what we want to do here at Radio UF. But we would say that, you know, if there was one food habit that we should try to reduce or even abandon, that would be definitely like consuming red meat and dairy. Doesn't mean that we all have to, to go vegan, you know, we can like um, try to reduce less and less our consumption because yeah in general plant food ba plant plant based foods like beans pulses green grains and soy tend to be the most climate friendly options of all then another issue that arises is packaging and the question <laughs> is should we uh, favor glass packaging or plastic packaging and I tried to look into different studies and um, I'm sorry, it's much more complex than <laughs> expected and I don't have a definitive answer because a great aspect of glass is that it's 100% recyclable and can be recycled endlessly without loss in quality or purity. However, it's only one specific type of sand that can be transformed into glass and it's often sourced from seabeds and riverbeds which disrupts the natural ecosystems and also steals microorganism um, habitats. Moreover, um, producing glass or recycling it requires a very important amount of energy to, yeah, because it needs like a very, very high temperature to melt. So, yeah, that's a bit difficult. And um, other studies have also, also showed that because glass weights more than plastic um, then sometimes plastic turns out to be the more sustainable choice because it emits less co2 than glass when it comes to like transportation and so on so yeah that's uh, definitely difficult to have a final answer here but what we can recommend is you know to always try to at least bring your own bags and um, whenever it's possible to like buy in bulk so so we avoid unnecessary packaging and so on or grow your own food <laughs> and speaking about that I just wanted to touch upon um, indigenous food systems because um, I don't think we hear about them that often whereas they are deemed among the most sustainable in the world in terms of efficiency um, no waste, seasonality, and reciprocity. And I was super amazed um, when living in Northern Thailand and visiting some indigenous communities to see like how those food systems were working because I don't know, everything was um, 
um, it seemed that people were living in fully um, harmony or reciprocity with their environment and everything was always reused and a lot of it was um, a lot of indigenous food systems rely on rotational farming and what we call shifting cultivation so a field is only cultivated for one year and then it's left into fallow period for at least 10 years so then like the forest regrows and like the whole ecosystem regrows and so on so um that was really interested in interesting and another aspect that really struck me um in those indigenous food systems is that you know food is not only about getting your calorie intakes <laughs> or like surviving basically but it's it was really like at the center of um, community ties and spiritual activities and there were a lot of rituals for like the new rice and to pay respects to like the motherland and so on and that that was very interesting so um yeah food is an essential aspect of our lives and um, so is the environment we'll be right back You just heard Underground Pie by Heather at Studentradion in 98,9. And you are listening to Radio UF, and this is going to be our discussion about food. So, Melina, what are like the key aspects that you think is important to bring out of the topic you just talked about? Mm, I was just thinking of a discussion I recently had with uh, one of my corridor mates, because... I don't know, like, he's a very, like, committed and convinced vegan, and I, that's something I, I really admire in him. But at the same time, he eats a lot of imported foods from, like, Brazil, like, you know, mango, a lot of mango, a lot of avocado mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, do, I don't know how to bring that up because I don't want to judge the person or be like, oh, you're a vegan, but you <laughs> eat mangoes. Yeah. But... Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I feel like it's difficult sometimes to have a coherent path in your habits and everything and that there's a lot of contradictions yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, I had like, yeah, I don't know, similar conversation with some of my friends like that some are very like strict vegan mm -hmm. but they eat like avocado that's like not so <laughs> good for the environment and it's like very hard to know what to do because like you have to think of so many aspects like how has this been transported and like how much water does it take to grow this and like but also some are like I guess some are vegans because of like ethnic reasons yeah, yeah. and then maybe of course you don't like consider the environmental reasons which others are vegans for so it's very like complex and yeah. hard and you can't like judge people no. but at the same time I don't know you do yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. I don't know it's very easy to judge people based on some choices that they do instead of looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, someone decides to eat mango from Brussels, but don't eat meat. Well, then they still don't eat meat, so they are still doing some good. But then maybe you who don't eat mango are eating meat, and then <laughs> you are doing something good, but then also something bad. So it's like, what weighs more in this question about what is ethically, morally, and most climate efficient in the ways of deciding mm -hmm. our yeah. food choices yeah that's true and something i always like ask myself is um 
like also how to be res respectful towards towards other cultures because mm. I stopped being a vegetarian when I was studying in northern Thailand because I don't know like a lot of the food was including meat and I also you know wanted to try like the dishes especially in a culture where food is so important and when you meet a like people for the first times what do you do you go out and eat yeah. together and stuff so yeah it's always that question like also what do you do when you're invited yeah. to a person yeah. who has cooked meat for you and and also like right now I'm vegetarian again but I have huge iron deficiency because <laughs> I don't balance my diet and mm -hmm. now I'm taking iron pills that are chemicals so it's like oh <laughs> yeah what do we do yeah There's so many aspects that yeah. must be considered. Especially like the social aspect that, as said before, people can be very judgmental. But yeah. then again, wh why do we judge people based mm -hmm. on what they eat? As yeah. you said, you wanted to be a part of yeah. the community in some way and then you decided to eat with them. And that is totally fine. Yeah. But why wouldn't someone come and be like, oh, you, are, you, are you eating meat? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, But like at the same yeah. time. I don't know, I understand, because, yeah. like, when thinking about it, as you said, like, how the, I don't know if it was the red meat industry that, like, mm. were, like, contributing to more greenhouse emissions than, than, like, cars, trucks, airplanes together. And then how, like, when thinking about it, how can we, I don't know, why do we eat meat yeah, when um, it's yeah. obviously so... Terrible when we have like I don't know a couple of years to like yeah, save the yeah. curve and like save the yeah. planet. So it's so frustrating and I know still yeah. hard <laughs> to know what to do. Yeah, and I feel like the same might go for like sea animals like fish because there are like they are destroying like the coral reefs when they are fishing yeah. when they are dragging and scooping up so many fishes at the same time so that yeah. is very bad for the climate but that might not be seen as bad in an ethical way as fish aren't seen as mm -hmm. like thinking animals mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah that's true Yeah, definitely. I think it also boils down to anthropocentric visions of the world and like the whole mm -hmm. hierarchy that we establish yeah. in our heads when it comes to animals. And yeah, right after the break, we will try to summarize what we have talked about and have a bigger discussion. You have just heard My Heart by Duskus at Studentradion 98,9. And you are listening to Radio UF. And what we have discussed about in today's episode is many different aspects of the environment, such as the UN Commission, Earth Day, Earth Hour, the clothing industry, and how the food industry can impact our environment, but also brought up different aspects of them, such as the economical perspective, the indigenous perspective, and the social perspective. But... Still, it is really important to understand that every choice we make as individuals will still contribute to the bigger picture. So even if it might feel like worthless by doing some things just by your own, because everyone can't do everything, but everyone can do something, well then we together can put pressure on the government, on the industries to change for a more sustainable way and a more heartful and more trustworthy way so we can save our environment and not go 
downhill <laughs> as we are predicting right now. Mm -hmm. So by taking charge and turning the wheel, we might still have the chance to save our environment. And that is just also why it is so important to b talk about this. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. We're all in this together and uh, we at Radio UF were happy to discuss such an important and pressing issue. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week with the next episode on yeah. political campaigning. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for listening at Radio UF. Bye everyone until next time. Du har lyssnat på en podcast från Studentradion 98,9. Alla våra poddar och program hittar du på studentradion.com eller där poddar finns. Kom ihåg, att lyssna fritt är stort. Att lyssna rätt är större.